Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC, and a place where leaders learn from leaders. Let's join today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of our Perspectives podcast brought to you by Essence Learning, where, of course, leaders learn from leaders. And I have two amazing, beautiful leaders here with me this um, today to talk about goal setting, intentionally bringing your plan into action. Before we get into the action of goal setting, I want the chance for our panelists to go ahead and introduce themselves. Um, Jeannie Murphy, would you like to kick us off? Sure. Thank you so much for having me here today. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. <laughs> well, I am Jeannie Murphy. I love to tell people I have Northern exposure with a little Southern hospitality. Over 16 years in higher education, and now I am an entrepreneur. I work for myself, and I love what I do. And so I'm so happy to be here today to talk about this amazing topic and look forward to great conversations with both of you. Great. Erica? Well, hello. I am Erica Johnson. I am a professor at the University of Central Oklahoma, as well as owner of Start Here with Erica. It is a consulting firm helping small business owners to navigate the business world, um, launch their businesses, and launch um, additions to their businesses. So excited to be here and excited to talk about goal setting. Thank you both, ladies. I'm excited to be able to have this conversation with you both. We're just going to be open, talk about goals, how you got to where you are now and what you did in the process to get there. Right. So, um, you know, we really want to leave our listeners with some tips and some strategies as well as some development plans. How can they go ahead and start to put some plans into action and potentially make those goals happen for them professionally and personally as well? So I just want to start asking just a general question. We'll let the conversation go from there. But how do you create intentional goals for yourself, for your team at work? What does that process look like? Okay. Who would you like to? Erica, (laughs) whoever wants to start off, go ahead. So I'll jump in there. Um, I think when you are looking to be intentional with setting your goals, it is important to have like data-driven goals. So take a moment and debrief, um, whether it's per quarter, annually, look at where you came from, um, what went well for you, um, what didn't go so well, what lessons did you learn, and then use that information to form your new goals. Um, I also think it's important when you're forming those goals to have SMART goals, to make Mm. sure that they are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. And so when you have SMART goals, you're intentionally um, setting a plan to succeed. Yes. Good points. Good points. I agree. Ditto. Everything (laughs) that you've said in response to the question, and I would like to piggyback off of that to share, in addition to the SMART goals, just have really honest goals. And I can tell you everything not to do when it comes to goal setting because many, many moons have passed where I set a goal for myself and I just was not honest with where I was as a leader or not. Mm-hmm. And so I think just being honest and having the, um, the trust with your sphere of influence, your, your partners, your coaches, your mentors to share those goals and to ask for honest feedback. Quite often when I didn't do that, I found myself 
having to reset the goal or not meeting the goal. Yes. So that's something that I would piggyback off of Erica's response. I agree exactly with what she shared. I would just ask for people to consider having honest goals. Yes. Yeah. I think that sometimes we forget about the honesty that we have and we have these big plans and ideas. Right. But we have to be honest with ourselves on how that that's going to happen, how we're going to make it happen, how we're going to set those goals and everything like that. And I think also a lot of times people just lose motivation when they start their goals and they sometimes get lost in the process. How do you stay motivated to keep yourself on path and with your goal planning? I know that sometimes I get unmotivated or what I may call lazy. How do you get back on that path of of motivation? Well, that's a great question. And I'm going to smile when I share my answer. So the motivation, it's up and down, to be very honest. I have never been 100% motivated about a goal that I set out to achieve or that was given to me the entire time. And yeah. if anyone can do that, please link in with me so that <laughs> I can get the secret sauce because it just has not worked for me in my life. But I'll tell you that the motivation comes and goes. And sometimes under pressure, you change how you, the tactic, how you go about creating um, mm-hmm. a strategy for yourself. So that motivation, it comes in different ways. Sometimes right. it's a failure and you have no other option. And now you're looking at yourself. Wow. How did I get here? I have to change this path. And I always like to use the term, I like to run the rabbit. So often, you know, a rabbit is, is going through a process and just tracking and maybe, you know, pivoting left and right. Sometimes you just have to run the race. And we've heard that whether yes. you come in first or last or you have to start over, you just have to run the race. And so that motivation can come in different layers. It can come from different people, from different sources. And sometimes to be very honest, that motivation can come from failure because you realize mm. I have not succeeded. I have failed. What am I going to do next? I have to figure something out. Uh So I think for me, that's just an honest response. But I try to stay motivated. We all try. No one wants to wake up to say, I have a goal and I'm not going to motivate (laughs) to complete my goal. So we do, I believe, in all honesty, try as as leaders, as as individuals, ordinary people to stay motivated. Uh And I think it's important to, you said, to run the race. I think it's important to run your race. Um, So not compare yourself to others, um, but Mm. make sure that you're meeting your goals and that you're smaller, celebrating those smaller wins. So sometimes you achieve milestones Mm -hmm. in in hopes of reaching that goal or on your path to reaching that goal. And so it's important to stop and celebrate those small wins and take a moment to pat yourself on the back. That can be motivational in itself as well. I think it's good, too, to have an accountability partner. So oh, during yes, those times or those moments, like you talked about the ebb and flow of um, the path of reaching your goal. So during those times where you need a little bit of external uh, motivation, you can get that from your accountability yes. partner. Yes, accountability partners, pastors, clergies, best friends, neighbors, mm-hmm. sometimes people that really don't know you that well <laughs> because they may have a non-emotional opinion, mm-hmm. a different perspective, a different lens. So I like your response about celebrating the small wins. It's, it's real it's, good. Yeah, it's like, it is. I've done that and to pat yourself on the back or, you know, do a little dance in private that you actually have been successful with completing mm-hmm. a goal. So mm-hmm. the small ones. Yeah, I, love that. I like that. I, I got so much nuggets from that. You know, failure, motivation comes from failure. Sometimes I think we forget about that as people that it's OK if we fail as long as we get back up. And I think accountability partners help us with that aspect of lifting us back up and getting back up as well. What makes a good accountability partner is what I want to know. What 
what would you look for for somebody who you're trying to help with you staying motivated in your goals, especially at work? You know, everybody has their own goals, but what makes a good accountability partner? I think I'm um, going back to your um, point on honesty. I think having an honest accountability partner. So yes. you don't want a yes man, someone who um, will make sure that they're celebrating your your wins with you, but then they're also saying, hey, you're getting off track a little bit. Like, let's mm-hmm. get back on path. And so someone that's honest and can do that, someone that you trust um, and someone that has integrity, someone that um, wouldn't envy those mm-hmm. your, your success, but will celebrate it with you. Yes, I agree. I yeah. think a good accountability partner can also be someone that you respect and that respect should be reciprocal, of course. And also a good accountability partner can be a great communicator. Sometimes you can just look at someone and not say a word and you know exactly what they're feeling and thinking, right? So often yes. I always say, Kiki, are you giving me the look? It's because sometimes we're just in tune and I don't have to uh-huh. say anything and can just look at you mm-hmm. and you can feel where my spirit is and know exactly what I'm thinking. So I think the communication piece is right. extremely important for accountability partners because I've often had situations where I, I didn't accomplish a goal. I may call a best friend and my best friend may say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. When things happen the way that they should, they will. And we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but I'm here. I'm mm-hmm. here to listen. And if you want me to respond, I'll respond. So that accountability partner often doesn't give you the feedback or the constructive criticism. They just may be your support at that time. And for me, yeah. that has worked for accountability mm-hmm. partners. And I think um, uh, an accountability partner should know when to offer what level of, of support and what level of encouragement. Mm-hmm. So they know you well enough to know right now she just needs a listening ear or right now she needs feedback or whatever the case is. So that person is in tune enough to know how to meet your needs and vice versa as well. I think that um, it shouldn't be one sided a one-sided relationship, mm-hmm. as you mentioned before, it should be reciprocal. Right. And, and think of the workplace, for example. So I've had great accountability partners in my careers or career, I should say, not that I've had that many. <laughs> and I really appreciated those accountability partners who would acknowledge the contribution, right? So yes. you always want to feel like we're adding value to the project, to the team, to the mission. We're mission focused, but I really appreciated those accountability partners I know this deadline may have changed, but you did X, Y, and Z to help the mission, the project help me. That acknowledgement, because I'm not the type of person that necessarily needs the high five in public, but just that personal respect and feedback. I understand things have changed, but to acknowledge what you have tried to do or what you uh-huh. did do, that definitely is something I admired from a leadership perspective. In the workplace, it often gets hard. How many of us want to point a finger? Okay, that's not my project. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not responsible for that. Or I'm picking up the slack for someone else. Uh, I think it's important that an acknowledgement of what has been offered in, in, in honesty and in transparency is important. Right. And so many times we hear, I'm not getting measured on that, so I'm not going to do it. What does it matter, right? Yeah, it's that acknowledgement piece. Because all in all, you're all trying to reach the same goal same and it all contributes to part of that main goal, right? Okay. So I think we forget or we don't understand the goal process of really how to set intentional, those intentional goals and plans. Mm-hmm. All right. So now let's get deep because we've talked about professional goals and we talked about smart goals and acknowledgement accountability partners. But I want to leave our listeners with some tips on some personal goals okay. as well, because I feel like everybody has 
things that they want to accomplish in life that maybe doesn't necessarily play into the organization they're at or what they're doing professionally, but personal goals. So I want to talk about that aspect of it. How do you, what, what are some examples of some personal goals that people can start to set right now? How do you start that process of your, your setting your personal goals in life? Well, I think we'll probably we'll look at each other and smile. <laughs> so jump in. I'll just do like a tag team. Okay. Gotcha. And I'll share. So one of the goals that I set for myself many, many years ago was to ensure that my educational goals aligned with my career aspirations. And I guess I can be considered as a career student, a lifelong learner, always going back to school to retool, to get another certificate, take additional courses and things of that nature. So I always wanted to ensure that I never stay stagnant, that I always found myself in someone's classroom, yes. especially virtual classrooms. I love them. <laughs> and so I think, you know, the personal goal for me, which I had made a promise to um, my loved ones many years ago, and I heard the preaching, um, the, the kind asks from my grandparents, you know, please go to school, go to school as long as you can. And so I said, okay. I didn't realize when I said that I really was going to live that out. And so where I am now, I'll definitely look for a course, a professional development course, a certification to continue going to school because we cannot stop learning. It just just has to happen. So a personal goal is to always ensure that I am furthering my education. And mm -hmm. I think that's important, especially when you're working in a career field and you're working for yourself, especially as a small business owner. Um, you have to continuously focus on yourself. We are our MVPs, most valuable players, right? So we have yes. to invest in ourselves. And you find what that investment is and you make sure that you put yourself as a party. Yeah, I love that. We are our own MVPs, right? Yes, yes. I do. I'm going to buy a little trophy that says I'm my own MVP. <laughs> Keep it up, sign now. <laughs> I love that. I think it's, it's definitely important to make sure that you remain current, especially as a small business owner on um, the most up-to-date information mm -hmm. in your industry and things of that nature. So I love that. Um, for me, um, I like that you mentioned like personal and professional. Mm -hmm. I think it, and, and I share this with the students that I teach as well, I think it's a great idea to have well-balanced goals. So you can't have like all professional, all personal. And so I speak to like the eight dimensions of wellness. Um, you're looking at like your financial goals, your occupational goals, your physical health goals, things of that nature. Yes. And so you ensure that you're kind of touching all of those dimensions so that you are well-rounded. Um, but a goal specific for me, um, I shared this in, in an earlier episode as well, but I am not an outgoing person, a little, a little <laughs> shy. And so um, I set a goal for myself for 2022, 20, in 2022 um, to attend a networking event each month and to leave that event with contact information. Oh, so nice. to make sure that I'm exchanging information, that I am working the room, that I'm speaking, and that helps me to be outgoing. And so that addresses several components of that dimensions of mm -hmm. wellness, right? So I, like I can grow my career, I can um, reach a personal goal of mine to just be more outgoing and not be um, such a recluse. And so 
um, I'm addressing some of those dimensions with that one goal. That's a great goal. Yeah, it you. is. Next time I show up at a networking event, I need a peer partner, <laughs> an accountability partner. I'm in a network because I... Mm-hmm. And that could be a goal. If you don't have an accountability partner, that can be your goal. You know, set a time limit on it within the next three months. I want to secure an accountability partner. Exactly. Right. Like and you can network to go and find one too, yes. right? You can yes. always reach The hashtag one. looking for someone to support the MVP. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that hashtag. Can you have too many goals? Absolutely. Right? As so. we're talking about personal goals, mm-hmm. can it can it sometimes be overwhelming? How do we overcome that? Well, I think, you know, yes, we can have too many goals. I think going back to the smart goal uh, feedback that in recommendation that Erica talked about earlier, we have to prioritize. And so all of our goals should not be short or long term. It should be a mix. And the balance that Erica talked about, I think, is totally important for us to recognize and be honest with. We may have 50 goals, especially me. I am the New Year's resolution goal setter. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I need a dozen goals, one for each month. This is how it's going to play out, Q1 through Q2. Yes, about that. So often, <laughs> I am not the person to actually succeed with you know, meeting all of those goals. So I just need to shorten the list. You know, it doesn't have to be 12 every year because that's the tradition of setting goals for New Year's. Maybe instead of creating 12, I just create four. And one one a quarter is more realistic for me. Uh And like Erica said, to celebrate those small wins. So like, yes, the last 90 days I was able to accomplish this or change the goal timeline. It doesn't necessarily have to be short term. And I I think to shorten that list, you have to prioritize. So looking at the situation, because I mean, things change in this world that we live in, you know, life happens. So things change uh, very often. And so looking at that list, prioritizing that list and say, okay, right. I have 12 goals, Mm -hmm. but right now I'll focus on three Mm -hmm. of those. And then when you achieve those, maybe moving on to the next one. So I'm making sure that you prioritize as well. And from a workplace perspective, being, comfortable having the conversation with your leaders or the persons who report to you about the number of goals set. How many of us can remember the days where we receive a performance evaluation template and either we would put down a million and one goals and we would have to find bullets to substantiate all of the hard work to justify the merit increase that we wanted to to get or that we felt we earned or in some cases where you had a leader that would send you the template and say oh figure it figure it out you know complete it do it on your own do it on your own and send it back and i'll sign it okay so really and truly were those goals analyzed did the leader or you in some aspects as a leader did you really actually take the time to look through each goal and each response no i'm sure word counts spell check and it's done so i think you know prioritizing is exactly what i would recommend i'm sure we all can find uh, tactics to do a priority list but let's Mm -hmm. just be honest and transparent our priorities change and we Mm -hmm. have competing interests so as life changes the priorities are going to change Uh right and it's okay right to move those goals up and down as priorities in life change Mm -hmm. yes yeah and also i mean feasibility resources all of that can determine the priority of a goal Mm -hmm. as well and your personal stance and your personal situation so if you have health changes if you have uh, things going on in your personal life that is going to impact your ability to be successful Uh with your goal setting uh, strategy then Absolutely. Who says that we can't change goals? Who says that we can't change priorities? Whoever says that, okay, thank you for your feedback. <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> but over here, we're probably going to change those goals. Yeah. Right. So flexibility. Flexibility. Being able to adapt to the ever-changing 
world that we live in. Hashtag adapt. <laughs> I love the hashtags. I hope our listeners are keeping up with all the hashtags. Yes. Tag us in the hashtag on the Essence Learning Perspectives podcast posted so we can keep up with them as mm-hmm. well. Um, so both of you have been professors in, in the university setting, right? So I want to know um, from your perspective with our newer generation of students coming out, what is important for them to know about goal setting? Because I know that you know, they may not be as familiar, smart goals and all that in the organization are things that we've been practicing for a long time. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you would give advice for, for our, our students coming straight out of college or about in their workforce on setting intentional goals for themselves? Yeah. I mean, for me, the biggest nugget, I mean, we talked about it being smart, but really breaking that down. Um, like you said, having that long list of uh, goals on your performance review, um, that doesn't really help either the leader, the organization, or the, the employee. So I would say really breaking down those SMART goals, making sure that they're relevant to your career path and relevant to the your role at the organization, um, making sure that they're actually attain, uh, attainable and achievable, um, and you can show that with it being measurable with data um, so you can support, like you said, you're opting to get that merit increase so that you can support your efforts there. Um, And then making sure that it's specific enough that you'll know when you've actually achieved Mm -hmm. it. And it's not just this overarching um, improve the processes in our organization. Mm -hmm. What does that really mean? Like what does that mean to improve? Mm -hmm. How will we improve them, improve at what rate, things of that nature. So being specific and and I think using that smart formula, um, it has helped me in both personal and professional goal setting. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And to add and piggyback off of her response, you know, sometimes we have to change our mindset. And when we work with diverse populations, to not assume that they have an understanding or not of the goal setting process, that we go into the relationship with those learners. Because now we have learners that are coming back from a second career. They may have finished a career and now they've decided to go ahead and pursue their higher education. And so I've learned that over time is to really get to know the person who was setting the goal. There could be some personal drivers that actually make a lot of sense to the person that we would never understand because we come from all different backgrounds, different experiences. Uh So really taking the time to to have a conversation to understand, my advice would be to be honest. We talked about honesty, to be transparent, to have a great accountability partner. We've talked about that during today's session and also the SMART goals, but being okay to fail. And Mm -hmm. when you're honest and transparent about failure and what it looks like, it is okay. And just because we fail does not mean we will not be successful going forward. So that would be the response I would share. Okay, great. Thank you, ladies. Before we end, I I would like to end this podcast with a rose and a thorn. If each of you could give me a rose and a thorn for our listeners today about goal setting, um, whether it may be setting goals personally, professionally, intentional, how, uh, how to do that. Let's leave our listeners with some tips on a rose and a thorn on goal setting. Okay. Um, So for me, I would say the roles would be to engage. Um, So we talked about the accountability partners, um, but we didn't talk about mentors. So sometimes you need someone who's already achieved that goal or someone who is close to achieving that goal. So being able to reach out, network, we talked about that before (laughs) as well, um, with uh, a mentor either in the industry or um, it could just be like a spiritual leader or someone who can guide you on a path. 
um, who can motivate you, who may as well serve as your accountability partner, but not necessarily. Um, so engaging with a mentor. Um, and then we talked a lot about failure today. So the thorn is sometimes you don't meet that deadline, but understanding that and not allowing that to deter you from other goals or to deter you from resetting that goal. Um, and so I would think being able to um, move forward even in the in the midst of failure. I like those roses, roses and thorns. <laughs> yes. So a rose I would share would be develop the total you. Mm. And we talk about that in the Essence Learning podcast series. Developing the total you is the rose. You are the flower. And how you feed your seed will determine how and what that flower will look like. And I think the thorn is really having the opportunity to change our perspective on what that thorn represents. Yes. Often we think, oh, prick my finger, oh, that thorn. But sometimes that thorn can be a reminder. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that thorn can be a reflection. Sometimes that thorn can be a speed bump to slow you down so that you can self-assess and re-strategize and pivot when you need to. So I think for us to have a different perspective on what that thorn represents can definitely be a game changer. Thank you for asking. Yes. Like thank you both for sharing so much on your perspective on that and goal setting. I already am ready to go back, get my accountability partner and set my goals. So we appreciate you. And um, thank you for your time today, Jeannie, Erica, and joining us on today's um, podcast on goal setting. So I just want to say thank you for all of our listeners for tuning in. This is Kenitra Kiki Hikes signing off on behalf of Essence Learning and today's Perspectives podcast. Thank you for joining Perspectives, a podcast by Essence Learning LLC. Essence Learning is your solution to personal and professional development. We partner with our clients to develop a learning strategy that will increase productivity, enhance performance, and align with their purpose and goals. For more information visit us online at essencelearning.net or call us at 1-877-657-5755.